So you go to a military base. And the military base you go to is for a school trip. Imagine you're very young and you're on a school trip or your kids go or whatever, right? And at this military base, it, it's been known to have a lot of children go check it out on school trips and stuff like that. So what do you end up doing if you're, you know, in charge of presenting the, the base and all that to very young adults or kids, right? You put one little part that's called the alien section, just a little part, you know, like a mini little Area 51 thing because the kids like it. It's fun and Generally speaking, what do kids do when they meet military personnel, fighter pilots, scientists, government officials? First thing they usually ask is, are aliens real, right? Whether it's serious or not. Anyways, you go as a child into this military base to go view a lot of the different, you know, fake alien bodies and stuff that have been set up for your school trip. And then there's all these military personnel that are guarding the bodies. And you think, okay, why would they be guarding the bodies if they're fake, right? Long story short. Now, you guys may know where I'm going with this, but this is going to bring a lot of things full circle for the, the, the sake of this episode. Now... You're, the school trip is over, you're leaving, and you, you probably forgot, you know, your lunchbox, your knapsack, or whatever, right? So you have to go back inside. Long story short, you head back inside, and you see a few things you're not supposed to see. These alien bodies that were then, seemed to be dead and fake, first off, right, also started dripping blood from them. And then the soldiers start to say, DEFCON green, DEFCON green, right? And then all of a sudden, the aliens, who you thought were fake, literally sit up, they get up, and the soldiers escort them out of the building as quickly as possible. Now, before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Janky Joey. I know there's a lot more that I need to be shouting out and I will get to all of you. I promise I just need a little bit of time between the research and everything else that's been going on. I just need a little bit. So I thank you all for your patience. Now, the disciples, the Mayaks that harvest penguin glands for the Order of the Red Nose, Rothschild Island in brackets. Now, first off, you might be saying, Dave, what are the Mayaks? Well, first off, before we talk about what the Mayaks are, I could play this video for you guys, uh, which I probably won't do just because I can summarize it very quickly and save you guys the time. But if we look here at newsintact.com, U.S. Army veteran confirms 57 alien species that look like us and walk among us. Now, here's what's interesting about this in general. This gentleman said this at the 2001 National Press Club event hosted by Stephen Greer, and again, talks about ARVs, alien reproduction vehicles, and what have you. Now, what's interesting is that this was the first and last time this event was held because it seemed like it was starting to gain traction within the mainstream media. But, again, notice 57 alien species that look like us and walk among us. Now, I want to point something out very uh, interestingly and strongly for those uh, who are, are very um, inquisitive about this. You guys notice that what we've been covering on the show, but even on in your own independent research too, by the way, do you notice, because I know some of you do it, that the aliens that generally tend to look like humans, now most of them are humanoid, but I do have to say, actually all of them are in this dimension at least, the ones that look very similar to humans generally tend to want to protect planet Earth and keep planet Earth, at least on the surface, dominated by humans. Now, Mayek, if we go to tardaniel.com, extraterrestrial races outside of the military industrial uh, extraterrestrial complex now my X stands for again military industri industrial industrial extraterrestrial complex excuse me but this is the part i want to quote that's very interesting because there's one angle of the Griotta Treaty that President Eisenhower signed that everybody knows about, that even his granddaughter knows about, the 1954 Griotta Treaty, where the uh, humans, on behalf of extraterrestrial, uh, sorry, on behalf of Eisenhower, made a deal with certain extraterrestrials to exchange technology for abductions. I'm not going to go over that because we've covered that a million times. But my ex 
are the extraterrestrial races that were and I quote that the Eisenhower administration in an unsuccessful effort to reach an agreement on the U.S.'s thermonuclear nuclear weapons program. The apparent stumbling block was that these extraterrestrial races were not willing to provide technology that might be used by the military industrial interests that dominated the Eisenhower administration and set the tone for subsequent extraterrestrial human dialogue. End quote. Now, before I go on, ironically enough, President Eisenhower, I would dare to argue, realized he made a very big mistake and he made this speech at the very end of his presidency in his final speech to the nation in the White House, in the Oval Office. He said he fears the domination of the military industrial complex. Why? He realized that humans made an agreement with the wrong species of aliens, which is what has led to the deep underground military base reptilian breeding and all that. But it gets even better. Let's carry on. The principled opposition of this group of extraterrestrials to being co-opted into an emerging military-industrial extraterrestrial complex, Mayek again, marks an important indicator of a large grouping of human extraterrestrial races who lie outside of the web of interlocking interests that make up the Mayek in the U.S. and elsewhere on the planet, end quote. Now, the reason why this is so significant is because if we take a look here at medium.com, we're going to find, again, the mantis aliens, and I quote, are perhaps the most mysterious and unsettling of all extraterrestrial creatures. These beings are from the Sombrero Galaxy, which is 28 million light years from Earth. The mantis race evolved hundreds of millions of years ago on an insectoid planet full of all kinds of insects unknown to us. They became the first to develop advanced self-awareness. They developed the use of tools, but in unison, they became highly sensitive to sound and light and its reflection and colors. The mantises, similar to the praying mantises on Earth, stand upright and are at least 8 to 9 feet tall. They have long, thin, thin torsos, and long story short, they're humanoid, blah, blah, end quote. The reason why I bring this up is because... A lot of the sightings that the Pentagon has released that they're saying are difficult to explain, which are not really, have to do with the fact that a lot of these craft are pyramid-based UFOs, pyramid-shaped ones, right? If you take a look at the UFOs that harass that uh, the USS... Um, my apologies, I forgot the name, but I'm putting the picture up right now for those on YouTube. The ship that recently the Pentagon confirmed was legitimate on behalf of the independent.co.uk reporting, Mystery Wire, Jeremy Corbell, you name it, right? That is because the pyramid ships are the ones that are not part of the military industrial complex that have aligned with humans. They are the insectoid ships, and these are the ones that the human-looking aliens, the one, you know, the Nordics, the tall whites, the 57 different races are trying to keep away. But what's even more interesting than all this is the fact that we need to understand augmented, hybrid, hyper, and diminished realities because there are so many different things that we have to look at here. And I'd like to thank my friend on Patreon for this. You know exactly who you are, sir. Thank you very much. Now, first off, everyone one knows virtual reality, digital reality, that everybody knows that kind of stuff, right? But what about diminished reality? Diminished reality is a matter of fact, a form of extremely advanced, at this point, what we understand computers and quantum computation that could basically cover things up the same way that Google Earth does, right? It, changing the, the appearance based on the sensory and frequencies that the human being and the human mind can view in. Now, these 57 different alien species that look like us, the ones that are trying to protect Earth, they're referred to as the disciples as we're going to see in some documents because of the fact that they're very benevolent they're here to protect earth and they only step in and take control over the grays and the insectoids or battle them through a form of asymmetrical warfare if you will if they really need to to maintain different parts of this planet now it gets even better than that so let's take a look let's take a look right here at cyber 
cybergeanthropology.com. And I quote, diminished reality is a term used to describe the control over one's reality and the ability to block out real or digital information at will. The term was coined by wearable computing pioneer Steve Mann, blah, blah, blah. Okay, anyways, it removes uh, diminished reality technology, removes objects from from video and real time and sends them back to the viewer, allowing the viewer to perceive that the objects are no longer there, end quote. Does this not sound like the reverse engineering on Project Carrot, first off? Secondly, this is not just within a computer. This has been proven in many different different angles and ways to actually be done in real life, which is why when people say, well, Dave, if they're going to commercialize space, how come when you go to space, what if we see UFOs? Well, folks, if they harness diminished, uh, harness diminished reality, excuse me, when you go to space, you're not seeing a damn thing. You know what I mean? Especially if there's a commercial space flight rocket that, you know, Virgin Galactic or SpaceX is trying to do that orbits in a certain cycle. As long as this diminished reality is being placed, whether it's through subconscious energy, direct energy weapons, or through literally the actual windows that you see throughout there, you're not going to see a single thing. And this is what covers up a lot of it as well. Now, the reason why these 57 different races, alien races that look like us, look so similar to us is because within the third dimension, I believe I've explained this before, there is a geometrical and cosmological law, if you will, that cannot be broken, which is that the manifestation of life within the third dimension, all right, is that in which must be humanoid, which is why even though different alien species look different, they come from different dimensions, but when they're on the third dimension, for some reason, scientifically, they must be in humanoid form. With that being said, the different 57 species, some of them are actually as a matter of fact, from underneath Earth and were a breakaway civilization of humanity many thousands of years ago. Other ones were from Earth, went to Venus, went to different parts of the galaxy and have come back many thousands of years later. So, I mean, are they alien? Eh, hard to say. But then at the same time, there are other ones that have never even been on this planet. They were never born here. They may have some, you know, ge uh, genetics that trace back to millions of years ago from this planet. But what we need to understand is that our planet is not necessarily home to just humans. It has genetic disposition positions and different forms of genetic, I guess we could say threads that have led out over millions and millions of years. And we can take a look at different rocks and things like this that, you know, predate all the way back to tens, if not hundreds of millions of years ago in a time when, you know, human humanity civilization has only been around allegedly on the surface for what, 200,000 years. You see what I'm saying? Already we're beginning to question all of this. Now, let's get even into a bit of an even deeper uh, situation here. Let's take a look at something called the Island of Stability. So, According to Wikipedia, in nuclear physics, the island of stability is a predicted set of isotopes of super heavy elements that may have considerably longer half-lives than known isotopes of these elements. It is predicted to appear on an island in the chart of nuclides, separated from known stable and long-lived primordial radionucleids. Its theoretical existence is attributed to stabilizing the effects of predicted magic numbers of protons and neutrons in the super-heavy mass region, end quote. Does this not have a correlation to the New York Times article that came out a few days ago regarding the different types of particles that scientists at CERN have just coincidentally now detected? And the reason why I bring this up is because diminished reality can actually be harnessed when you use this type of, again, I say with air quotes, pseudoscientific, I guess we could say, form of physics or quantum uh, quantum physics, if you will, because it produces something that, believe it or not, is already occurred here. 
on this planet, the Rothschild Island, and you're going to see the connection. The Rothschild Island is a black, rugged island, 39 kilometers, 24 miles long, mainly ice-covered, but surmounted by prominent peaks of Desco Mountains in Antarctica, 8 kilometers, 5 miles west of the north part of Alexander Island in the north entrance to Wilkins Sound, end quote. Why is it called the Rothschild Island? Now, first off, you might be saying, okay, Dave, they just bought an island. Rich people do that all the time, but hold on a second. The island within sacred geometry is 33, uh, 66 degrees and 33 degrees longitude and latitude. Okay, now, the next thing we also have to take a look at here, too, is the fact that when we check out this right here, because this is extremely interesting, and also, I, I mean, I would dare to say a little bit scary, Order of the Red Nose Challenge coin, okay? Now, this was produced into, was, sorry, were was produced, excuse me, by all sailors who distinguish themselves by crossing into the Antarctic Circle are honored with initiation into the Chile fraternity that is the Order of the Red Nose, end quote. This is according to aquagear.com. You can basically buy the coins as duplicates, but not, uh, of course, legitimate authentic ones. Now, look, 66 degrees... 33 degrees as well, longitude and latitude, right? What's also interesting is that if we take a look here as well too, and this is when it's going to get a little bit scary, if you will, MaritimePrints.com, HM Yacht Britannia in Antarctica, excuse me, with HRH Prince Philip, 1956 to 1957. So, Her Majesty's Yacht Britannia, sailed for royal duty from Portsmouth on 28th August 1956. With deterioration between the British and the Egyptian governments ruling out passage through the Mediterranean and the Suez Canal, the yacht did the long haul, so it took the long way around, right? Again, end quote. They used basically the long way around to give that as an excuse. Now, also notice something too, Suez Canal. Does that sound familiar, the whole evergreen thing, right? But we'll, I mean, we'll be elaborating on a lot of this within Patreon. Now, if we take a look at WikiLeaks.com, and I know some of you might be saying, oh my god, Dave, look, he's on WikiLeaks again. Just bear with me, please, guys. Take a look at this. Shipment of frozen penguin glands, all right? Shipment of frozen penguin glands will be shipped Pennsylvania 204, blah, 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 Blenos Aries to New York, basically. This was done in the 70s, all right? 20 years after the Prince Philip about or the Prince Philip yacht was there. First off, what the hell was the yacht doing there in the middle of the Antarctic where apparently there's nothing, by the way, which violated the Antarctic Treaty, by the way, because it was already signed by the late 50s and everyone was just like, oh, okay, Prince Philip's boat, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Especially back then, unless you had the newspapers to report it, nobody knew how else to get the news out. But take a look at this. The penguins were then sent for adrenal extraction. This is back in the 70s. So again, back then the words were a lot looser when used, excuse me. And it was also overseen by Frank Wilhelm, who is Mayor Bill de Blasio's uncle, because Mayor Bill de Blasio's real last name is Wilhelm, and those on Patreon know the full story about this. Those on Patreon know exactly what the heck I'm talking about. Now, if we take a look here at this right here, order or GPS coordinates, sorry, according to latitude.to, look at the Antarctic Circle where the Rothschild Island and where Prince Philip allegedly went is. You can't find it. This is a perfect example of very basic formats of diminished reality, which is what we're bringing full circle. Now, at the same time, Prince Philip on his yacht were also seen with 12 children, the same alleged 12 children that were taken from that school in Canada, allegedly. I have no evidence to provide this, but I mean, sorry, no proof, but the evidence suggested, again, the difference between evidence and proof is that evidence means there's probable cause. Proof means like, no, we have it right in front of our face. Someone's guilty. That's it 
right? We don't have that, but we have evidence. And so it seems like there was some type of exchange that may have occurred here. Could it be possible that Prince Philip exchanged these children with some different, one of the 57 different uh, alien races within Antarctica that wanted to remain, you know, quiet as Admiral Byrd had mentioned? Could it have been? And in exchange for that, they were able to receive penguin adrenal glands. And I can't really get into that too much because I might get removed, which is what Patreon is for as well too, right? But we'll be getting into that for those in uh, watching later on on the uh, the members episode regarding the penguin glands and all that. Now, before I finish this off, I want to take a look at these different things right here. Sweden canceled, according to techstartups.com, Sweden canceled Bill Gates's controversial climate geoengineering project aiming to block the sun to stop global warming, right? Now, dual, according to robotics.sciencemag.org, dual responsive biohybrid neutral bots for active target delivery. All right. Next, SciTechDaily.com. Awestruck scientists watch 2D puddles of electrons spontaneously emerge in a 3D super, excuse me, superconducting material. All right. What you might be saying, okay, Dave. End quote. What the hell does this have to do with any of the last two or three articles you just you just presented? Well, this is where it gets interesting. I have not yet found the answer, but I've made the connection again. Thanks to my friends Genius and Camden, who've also very very strongly helped me here. I will not take the credit if it's not mine. And so let's take a look here. Each single one has the first longitude and latitude of 60, 66 degrees to thirty three degrees, right? And why is that so specific? That is specific because when those numbers are inserted into a quantum laser apparatus this is exactly what happens when that is done but it must be 6633 now i think there's a much bigger i guess we could say operation at play here or a much bigger understanding that certain elites have that is based within the compartmentalization of the way that politics and different military industrial complex contractors work which is why it seems like these 57 different uh high a human being or alien looking human so to speak generally and some of them maybe from underground, some of them maybe their ancestors were from Earth, God knows how long ago, did not want to agree to such an agreement because clearly there was some type of revelation that seems to align with that of sacred geometry between this 6-6 six, six and 3-3. Three, three. You guys see what I'm saying here? And the insectoids come into play because it seems like they actually enjoy harnessing, the, uh, harnessing and harvesting the frequential levels of these different pyramid-shaped UFOs when they enter within a 66 and 30 degrees longitude and latitude. So, I want all of you to let me know what you think because this is extremely interesting diminished reality insectoids dip 57 different uh, human aliens that look like us and we will catch all of you tomorrow cheers